0: Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. a lot of you brothers and sisters have been asking us to react to the new pierce morgan versus andrew tate debate let's take a look at it bismillah well
1: andrew tate joins me again now andrew good to see you. assalamu alaykum pierce good to see you. i i've genuinely been amazed by the reaction i've had in the streets not just here but i went to qatar for the world cup Had the same thing there a lot of people coming up about cristiano ronaldo obviously but also a lot of people coming up about you and they were almost exclusively men Young men who genuinely see you as a role model, as somebody who inspires them, as somebody they want to be like. Yep. So it made me think I, the first interview you have is quite combative, the second time, uh, a shorter interview, less so. I want to try and work out in this one who you are, because it struck me as extraordinary that Google this week revealed some stats for the year. The number one person whose name followed
2: people Google searching who is in 2022 was Andrew Tate. Yeah, that's quite remarkable. I think there's a whole swath of the population, especially young men that feel disenfranchised. They feel disenfranchised with the media machine and the things they're supposed to believe. They don't feel an affinity with the educational systems or the culture. And they look at a person like me who stands up and says the things that many young men think. I haven't put a magic spell on the world. The fact that people like what I say means that they agree with me deep inside. They may be afraid to say it themselves, but I am seen as a bastion of free speech and a bastion bastion for masculinity as a whole because a lot of men are largely forgotten about.
1: Do you think you're a force for good, or are you a force in evolution, where perhaps you've done and said stuff you shouldn't have done, and as you get older, perhaps as you get bigger, more followed around the world, you sense a
2: responsibility perhaps you didn't have early on? Well, we all evolve. Every human evolves day by day. You wouldn't be human if you didn't evolve on an hour-by-hour basis, but I do not think I'm a force for good. I absolutely not really know I'm a force for good because I'm a force for truth, and truth is a good thing. Without truth, we're gonna end up in absolute tyranny and slavery, and we're already on our way there, I feel like we're starting to combat it. My cancellation was the beginning of a change in public consciousness. Elon having Twitter is another beginning of the change in public consciousness. And anybody who stands up and speaks what they truly believe, even if it's something I don't personally agree with, I think that truth is absolutely important. And people's personal truths and people's personal opinions, even on differing sides of the same opinion, should be hurt. ISIS were one of the most deadly terror groups in the world.
1: Absolutely. They committed a series of appalling atrocities. Sure. Killing innocent people Completely. left, right, and center. yeah. How could
2: you possibly have satisfaction? Well, if it's the video I'm recollecting, if it's the video we're talking about, it's about the fact that I believe ISIS was funded by the West and created by the West in the first place, and it wasn't a degree of satisfaction like, I'm happy ISIS exists. It was a commentary on the world. Well, here's what you he said,
1: is- ISIS are the real Muslims, because ISIS do exactly what the book says. Kill everyone who's not a Muslim and chop people's heads off and set them on fire and be raging lunatics. But all the other Muslims go, they're not real Muslims because I read the book and ignore those parts. Well, then you're not an effing Muslim because you're ignoring the effing book.
2: That's an interesting, that's an interesting point you've just raised because I am now Islamic. And it's, it's funny because I used to be an atheist. And when you're an atheist, you believe that religion causes more problems than it fixes. And then you come to a realization and you start to learn the truth of yourself and the truth of God and you realize that religion is actually the cure for most of the problems in the world, and godlessness is the problem in the world. So that is something I will apologize for. and admit I was wrong about because I was atheistic, and now as a Muslim, I understand that's absolutely not the case. If that's the particular video you're talking about, then, then this Well, that's talking. really interesting. So you, you regret saying that? Yeah, because you learn and you grow and you evolve, as I said. Uh, at the time, I believed it because I didn't believe in God at the time. It was a very long time ago. It's actually kind of a testament to you, Piers. You managed to find the oldest possible videos of me that have ever existed. But at the time, I was atheistic. Well, no, I was curious because you have
1: recently converted to Islam. Correct. So these questions, I think, are pertinent to your conversion. Absolutely. As to what you actually believe as a practicing Muslim now.
2: Uh, Yeah, I believe that Islam is beautiful. I believe it's the last true religion on Earth. It's certainly the last respected religion on Earth. And I felt differently inside since I've converted. And I think it has the solutions to a lot of the problems we're facing in the world today. That particular video was once again satirical. A lot of people watching this would not have seen it. They would not have seen the joke element of it. It's fine. It, but it's not funny, though, no, is it? No. Well, you know, it's like most of the times we discussed in our first interview with me. Things are taken out of context, short form, etc., etc. But all in all, you could say the same things about Christians. If you were to read the Old Testament and say, stick to the Old Testament, you'd kill anyone who works on a Sunday. So it, it's not applicable to you the You wouldn't countenance violence. Say again? You don't countenance violence. I absolutely do not countenance violence. When I was talking about violence being the bottom line salute, the bottom line decider between dis- disagreeing points of view, it's not I'm s- calling for violence, I'm just making a commentary on how the world genuinely functions. When you use a word like satisfaction, you understand that people will watch that and think, how can you possibly find any form of terrorism satisfying? I don't find any form of terrorism satisfying. I don't find Western terrorism satisfying either. I don't think it's satisfying that we manage to find $500,000 per bomb to drop on some farmer who makes $4 a day under the name of freedom. And, oh, then no we, can't, uh, and, and, and we can't seem to pay our nurses enough to do their jobs. I don't find any kind of terrorism. And it's actually very interesting you talk about the world terrorism. Terrorist and freedom fighter, good guy and bad guy, all of this is subjective. There are people who believe that the West are the biggest terrorists on the earth. There are people who believe that America causes more wars than anyone else. And they've killed more people than anyone else. And there's people who believe the absolute opposite. So once again, it depends who you're talking to, it's a subjective conversation. There's no black and white in the world. There's areas of gray. And that's how it is. So I thought you were talking about another video where I was saying that ISIS is standing up and fighting for what they believe in. I'm not saying what they believe in is right, but that's what they were fighting for at the time. And it was a completely different video than the one you were actually referencing. But you would condemn them now? I don't condemn anybody doing anything bad to anybody. I, i'm not a person out here with a criminal record i don't hurt anyone i just spent my first segment on this show talking about how i believe in law and order and how important that is i think people can operate inside of their lives safely and walk around man woman child can walk around in safety in any city they live in
3: i didn't i i saw some clips of it but i didn't see that whole middle to end segment so it's really just very mm. fresh to me alhamdulillah well he's definitely right about the matter of perspectives because I believe that the West are you know the biggest I'd say arbitrators of violence in the world I would say that they are the biggest proponents of violence in the world and human uh, injustice in the world mm-hmm. and I will say that firmly for many different reasons whether it's you know American businesses using sweatshops in other places whether it's America funding Israel to buy Assyria, and Palestinian people and remove them from their homes and ethnically
0: cleanse them. I think like when you just look at the West and how they destabilized Africa and destabilized the Middle East, and they were doing well, they didn't need the West to save them, you know? But the West has this like, almost like this, you know, savior complex, the white man's yeah. burden, and they kind of use that to legitimize a lot of the colonialism and imperialism that's been going on today. I think that's just atrocious, it's backwards, it's not necessary, but you can kind of see how it just kind of blow up in their face, no pun intended, because look at the West now. Look at the suicide rates. Look at the mental health, or I, I should say lack of mental dysfunction, you know? And compare that to the Eastern countries, bro.
4: Oh, it's, it's not the white mindset. It's not the West mindset. It's the conquistador mindset. Because this comes from before America was even America. This comes from when the Spanish actually came over and uh, invaded the lands and basically conquered the uh, the natives that were there, bro, they were coming, and they were, it's almost like they were saving these people, but in reality, they were just, you know, basically finishing a lot of them off. You know, this sounds real, real off, there. <laughs> yeah, um, they were they were killing a lot of them, and they were, you know, don't need to add anymore. Really yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. They finishing they definitely did. Yeah. They they definitely did
3: horrendous things. A lot of a lot of different places. One they actually the Muslims I would say are one of the very few um, nations that when they invaded a place they didn't commit mass atrocities. I believe there were some Muslim rulers that were like absolutely vile and disgusting. did not follow Islamic law, and hmm. uh, they did you know horrible things to Muslims and non-Muslims. But generally speaking, if you look at the Prophet PBUH, if you look at the Sahaba, if you look at the good rulers that follow Islam, you'll find that when they you know conquered a place they would not you know just. Uh, do what the Mongols did to the Muslims, which one, yeah, was so. one of the most brutalities in history, the worst brutalities in history. But when you look at the West, I, it's really sad because for them, they justify it with some very shallow and fallacious circular argument, which if I was going to try and explain it, I would say they assume that liberalism and democracy is good. Then they look at these other people. they don't have liber, li- uh, they don't have uh, liberalism, liberty, democracy. OK. So that, therefore, we should attack these places, we should colonize them, we should take over and enforce liberalism and democracy on them. And then when they're asked, why do you do that? They say, well, because it's a good thing to do. So it's just a circular argument. They start with liberalism and liberty and democracy and say, these things are good. They do all these horrible actions. And when they're asked why they're allowed to do it, well, because these things are good. Who decided you guys are the arbitrators of what ideology is good or best? did even in your own democratic view and position if you go to those people and give them pure democracy what do you guys want according to statistics in these muslim countries they would want sharia law to begin with so it's, whole, it's completely fallacious to begin with and so i <laughs> see what he's saying he says that they're the biggest arbitrators well he doesn't say this word for word but they are the biggest arbitrators mm. of these uh,
0: and we're not even talking about the hypocrisy of the west bro we're not even talking about the hypocrisy you know there's a new there's the new avatar movie i'm sure you guys heard about that you know the first avatar movie that came out probably like 10 20 years ago the new one that came out i personally haven't seen it i don't support it because this the i think the producer director of avatar james cameron he recently said in an interview that testosterone is a toxin that everyone should aim to basically work out of their system he literally called the male hormone testosterone something that's literally the root of societal evil and we should all aim to basically cleanse our system of this toxin. Which but I find it enriching that this is what modern mainstream Western propaganda makes you think toxic masculinity, you know, testosterone from the bad thing. But if a 10 year old girl wants to basically be injected with this same toxin, we should use our taxpayer money and kind of fund that. You know what I mean? It's, it's so hypocritical, bro. And it's just retarded, bro, to say the least.
4: But this is the disease of the West though. Hmm. This is the disease of the West we were talking on the phone you me. have you have so much freedom, you have so much freedom that look what it does to your mind, it starts making you th- making you think in a delusional way hmm. and I speak from experience man, I've been living in the West since I was a kid, so hmm. like, who who better to say this than someone who's actually lived in the belly of the beast
0: guys? tomorrow, Friday, inshallah we will be going live with Sonny Faz. Part two, inshallah, this is going to be a game changer. We're going to basically reflect on some of the things that we said we were going to reflect on in this little two to three week time after the stream. And inshallah, we'll see what happens. Make sure you guys stay tuned, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tomorrow. One thing I noticed about Pierce Morgan too, is constantly changing the goalposts, bro. And this is the thing with the West. They don't have anything solid to stand on, like Rami always talks about. They don't have anything objective in terms of morality. So Piers Morgan, this character, you'll see him a lot talking about, oh, you know, the Eastern countries, the Middle East, they don't give women their rights, they don't do this. But then when it comes here, he's not really supporting, you know, alpha gang culture in schools, and he thinks this this whole, you know, T in the alpha gang is outrageous and hypocritical and, you know, men competing in women's sports. Retarded, you know, so it, it it makes sense that he has a lot of the things right, but then he also has a lot of things wrong. And I genuinely believe until he finds a slam, he will never know what the goalposts are. Well, oh, you never know, man. Andrew Tate might be the one that's
4: influencing
0: him. Allah knows. May Allah guide Pierce Morgan, bro. I mean, I mean, I mean, but on her bro, as a reaver, especially someone growing up in the West, do you see a lot of things holding weight in terms of what Andrew Tate is saying? That the West in a way kind of forgets about its own people, forgets about its own corruption, forgets about cleaning its own water, and gives too much concern about women's rights, let's say in Pakistan or like other rights in other countries mm-hmm. it's a I think it's
4: a diversion tactic, and I mean look like i don't I don't know I'm not a part of the uh the system I don't partake in it, so I can't really tell you if it's the truth or not, mm-hmm. but it just makes the most sense, you know like uh, the West has always been trying to divert people from its main actions, its main intentions. Like they've had, um, like there was this one thing over here in America called the uh the Boston bombing, and when that happened, they had like this one thing that had like gone through in the uh, court system that if people would have known about, they could have um. Appealed it. They could have like voted against it and basically like shut it down. But because everyone was so focused on the Boston bombing, everyone just completely lost sight and did not see that there was this uh, bill being passed. I forgot what the bill was. I think the Whoa, bill was um, mean. releasing our uh, rights over our privacy in terms of the internet. I might I might have that wrong. So if if someone's interested, they can Google it up. That's like what was the thing that passed during this time frame during the Boston bombing, and um, it's just crazy. Like there, they diverted people's attention. Um, you had things like uh, 9/11. They diverted people's attention from something else. It's always been a diversion tactic. It's been taking the the attention away from like what they're really trying to do. So mm. like I wouldn't doubt. I wouldn't doubt that this is what they do for every other thing, bro. Hmm.
0: All right, with that being said.
3: Allahumma <laughs> atina fid dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana makina adhaab al-naar. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
0: Muslims in Norway are now establishing a masjid and dawah center to enhance the Norwegian dawah. If you donate to this cause, you will, inshallah, reap the rewards of thousands of Muslims coming back to Islam. And many of those will become duat and invite to Islam. So click the link and donate now and share the video for extra rewards.